is Amanda. And I am Carl. So it's going to be an amazing time, right? Y'all ready to have some fun? All right, so I've had an amazing time so far at camp. So I'm going to count to three, and I want y'all to tell me what has been y'all's favorite part of camp so far, okay? One, two, three. Pretty sure swimming took the trump there. Pretty sure. I don't know. It's been some pretty I awesome heard music up here. Out there. Oh, sleeping? That's a pretty good one. I mean, Sleep's yeah. slept last night? All right. Do y'all remember what we talked about last night with PC? Anybody remember? Do you remember that he talked about a new hope? Yes. So a new hope. And hope is a simple truth that there will always be light over darkness. So hope has a name. Did you know that? That hope has a name. Hope's name is Jesus. So he is the great light. He can't be turned off. He's always on. So even if there's darkness, Jesus is always there because he is that great light. He is the hope. So last night, Pastor Chris talked about how we need God more than even the air that we breathe. Isn't that incredible? Because we know we have to be able to breathe to be able to keep alive. But we need God. We need Jesus more than anything, that great light. So it was quoted, never doubt in the darkness what God spoke in the light. That's pretty powerful. So even if we are in complete darkness and we're scared and we're afraid, we shouldn't have doubt, we shouldn't have fear because in that dark, there is always light, no matter how dark it might seem. All right, so I'm curious, I'm gonna take a little ask. Um, how many of you guys really love Star Wars and all the little sci-fi stuff? Oh, wait, that, that's, that's the wrong sci-fi there, my bad, guys. My bad, my bad. So I didn't quite hear you guys. Who loves Star Wars in this place? That's what so I'm talking glad. about. So glad. <laughs> All right. As you guys can tell, I actually love Star Wars a little bit, just a tiny bit, right? So I'm going to take a little poll. I want to see how many of you guys actually love Star Wars as much as I do, right? So we're going to do this a little differently than just screaming, though, okay? So first thing I want to have you guys do is uh, give me your best rebel yell because we're part of the rebellion, right, against the evil, right? So give me your best rebel yell if you've seen all nine Star Wars movies. Wow, not very many. What? Wow. Really? We got to talk to your parents about watching more of those movies, guys. So, all right. Now, we're going to do this a little bit differently. So you guys remember little Jawa creatures, right? Jawas. So we're going to have you guys give me your best. Ooh, dee -dee. If you have any Lego Star Wars sets at home. I didn't hear very many. They're just cheering. <laughs> All right. Now, on this one right here, I want to hear your best Wookiee roar if you played Star Wars video games. <laughs> hey, that's some pretty good Wookiees out there. <laughs> All right. Now, this is my favorite thing right here. Because like Pastor Chris, I had that double-bladed lightsaber too, and I was in the backyard beating up trees with it, right? So if you ever owned your own lightsaber and play with it every day like I do with my son, um, give me your best lightsaber whoosh. Whoom, whoom, whoom. All right, I love it, guys. So I remember when I was a kid, right, my very first Star Wars movie I went to. It was... My parents took me to the movie theater. It was back in 1997. I know, that's like way back there, right? I watched The New Hope, the special edition, and it was amazing watching the theater. I'd watched it so many times at home, the video, the tape cassettes, which I'm really aging myself now, aren't I? 
You're old. I, I am very old. So they took me to see that, and it, like, was an amazing thing, and like began my love of Star Wars my entire life. So this camp's been right up my alley, right? So within the Star Wars, we know there's two sides, right? We have the what side? And the light side and the dark side. Now, the light side we're doing here at camp is God, Jesus, right? Jesus is our light. So with that, and we're here doing your Jedi training, right? So I want to say this. I've wanted to say this my whole life. I am the master. And you guys are our Padawans. So, Padawan, you guys are the ones that we're teaching you about Jesus and everything else with this. So, part of our duties thing, and I want to know that we're part of the light side, Jesus, right? So, let me hear you scream if you love Jesus in this house tonight. That I really love. I love that you guys love Jesus so much. And you guys want to learn more about Jesus, right? How Jesus gives us our new hope. So one thing we're going to do right now is we're going to make a jump into hyperspace. So remember, it's not like dust and crops, all right? We're going, to, we're going to go for it. Ready? I want you to look at your neighbor, and I want you to say, punch it, Chewy, as we hit the hyperspace. Ready? Punch it, Chewy! Fun stuff. So have you ever heard anyone say, hey, look on the bright side? Probably your parents, maybe your teacher. So look it on the bright side. So that is basically what people say when things probably aren't going too well and they're just trying to cheer you up because you know you're just like so down in the dumps. They're like, oh, well look on the bright side. So think about it as if, oh my gosh, you've been waiting to play with your best friend all week and you've made all these plans and you're gonna play outside and then you wake up that morning and you look outside and it is pouring down raining. Oh, that stinks. That does stink. But you know what? After you were going to play, you had to do chores. So then your parents are like, well, hey, look on the bright side. Now you can't play. But guess what? You don't have to do your outside chores either. Or maybe you went to a snow cone stand and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get that strawberry cheesecake snow cone. It's my favorite. I can't wait. And then you get there and they're like, yeah, dude, like, we, don't, we don't have cheesecake snow cones. And then you just feel like your day is ruined. But then your friend's like, but hey, look, they have 73,000 other flavors you can choose from. So look on the bright side. At least you got all those flavors, right? Still doesn't really make up for it, does it? But when you say look on the bright side, that's basically saying there's still hope. Just you can still hold on to hope. So let's be real. Sometimes things happen. Days aren't so good. And maybe we have some good days. Maybe we have some bad days. But no matter what, even if it's dark, maybe we're having the best, like worst day possible. We always, always have to remember that there is hope in every situation. So having hope is kind of like turning on a flashlight in a dark room because you're in a dark room and I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of dark. So if we're in a totally dark room and we turn on a flashlight, there's our hope because now there is a light, an actual visual light that we see. So hope is finding the light in the dark and believing it and believing whatever happens, the bad stuff is not the end of the story. So we're going to talk about this right here. We have a great story for you guys. It comes right out of the Bible. If you guys brought your Bibles, we'll be going through, um, was it John chapter 11? Yeah. We're going to talk about a guy there. So how cool would it be to live back there in the Bible days, right? Back when Jesus was on, on the earth. You know, I think it'd be so cool if I could live back then to follow Jesus, right? To follow him, knowing that he could heal people. He was doing all these miracles. He was teaching everybody. He, people were following him. Like you and I, just like he had his disciples, 
We're all disciples of Jesus as well, right? So we were following in huge crowds, right? Jesus was teaching, healing, and that. So Jesus was pretty much like a, a Jedi master. He was a Jedi master, and everybody else was his Padawans, really, right? So Jesus was doing all this. The word spread so fast, faster than one of those viral Tic Tac videos, right? Those little... Did I do that right? No, I didn't think so. So, so Jesus was teaching about God's teachings and what God was really about, and about, biggest thing, hope and love, right? That's one thing Jesus was doing with everything. And everyone was there to hear his teachings, and they were, what was happening. Jesus' disciples, I said they were the, the Jedi in training, the Padawans, and he was teaching them to be ready for what was gonna happen next. And this is what we're gonna go into. <laughs> So back then when Jesus was going around and the word of the actual life of Jesus and the fact that he rose from a dead was not completely spread everywhere. And back then there were these religious leaders that were the ones that was directing um, faith. So these religious leaders kind of started getting word that there was some man walking around saying that he was the son of God and they didn't believe it. They didn't believe it was true. They wanted to put an end to him. So they made all these plans and they wanted to trick him and like try to get him in trouble. Well, when any of that didn't work, they decided that they were going to arrest him. So they made a plan because Jesus made it really simple to follow God because it's pretty simple. There's not all these rules like those religion. There was literally two things that he preached, that we are to love God and we are to love others. Pretty darn simple, right? So they were like, okay, we can't have this. We have to stay in charge. So they made a plan to arrest him. So Jesus had to escape. And when he escaped, he left Jerusalem and he, he fled over to the River Jordan. So about that time though, Jesus got a message that his friend Lazarus was sick. Oh, you know what? I think Lazarus is here today. It's a pretty uh, amazing stash there, dude. Yeah, I grew it myself. That is very lovely. So, uh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> you like my dramatic music? That's so dramatic. That's pretty, pretty um, noteworthy. It's like we got a dramatic story that we're gonna tell. So if you're really Lazarus, aren't you supposed to be sick? Uh. Yeah, hold on. My spleen! Oh, my goodness. Ah, my spleen! Ah! Oh, my God! Oh, oh, okay. So, Lazarus is apparently sick, just like, you know, Jesus was told. And so, about this time, um, we... (laughs) Jesus got that message, and so we had to remember Lazarus had two sisters, and their name were Mary and Martha. Do you have music for Mary and Martha? <laughs> uh, of course. All right. Hey, Emmy and Emma, y'all want to come up here really quick? Mary and Martha, Emmy and Emma, I can see you out there. Come up on stage. Come on, come on. I need a Mary and Martha. Come on, come on, come on. Okay. So Lazarus had two sisters. Their name were Mary and Martha. So here we have Mary and Martha. And so they were the ones who sent the message to Jesus to let them know, hey dude, your friend Lazarus is really sick. Can you please come save him? Well, so in John eleven four, 4, 
It says, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory. God's son will receive glory because of it. So he's basically saying he, he, his death has a purpose. So they didn't really want to worry about it, right? Because in the scripture, Jesus is saying, hey, his death has a purpose. Don't worry about it. I'm coming. Everything's gonna be fine. He's just asleep. And so... They shouldn't worry, right? Because Jesus, the Lord, the Savior said, he's just asleep. Don't worry about anything. I got you. So they're just patiently waiting, right? Nothing to worry about. Jesus has got their back, right? All right. So they wait, they wait, and he hasn't come. So about this time, Jesus's friends travel to Bethany. And by this time, they get there because, again, he didn't come immediately It had already been four days. So Jesus has been in this tomb for four days. Okay, Mary and Martha, are you ready? Sorry, Lazarus has been in this tomb, not Jesus. Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days. We've got to put Lazarus in the tomb. You want to help me wrap him? We got to get him wrapped up and put him in the tomb. Are you ready? All right. Let me find my my wrapping supplies. Oh, oh, look, we got some helpers with wrapping supplies. We got to wrap up Lazarus. Are you ready? Okay, because when they when they put people in tombs, they wrapped them up and they had to put them in there. And they don't have to be perfect. We're just putting them in a tomb anyways. Y'all are doing a great job. Lazarus has got a lot of body to cover. It don't have to be perfect. (laughs) Lazarus is dead, remember. Or he's, he's in a deep sleep, maybe. Y'all are doing such a great job trying to get him all wrapped up so he can be put in his tomb. All right, making it up to the top part there to get that covered up some. And get some entertaining music to keep us going to watch them rapping Lazarus. All right, I think we're about done. I think we've got him almost covered good enough, just a little bit more around that midsection, and then we can put him in his tomb. Let's go to the tomb, guys. All right, so let, let's put, we got to put Lazarus in his tomb now. Y'all want to help us put him in his tomb? All right, so Lazarus is put into the tomb. Good job, Mary and Martha. All right, so then after Lazarus is in his tomb, they were like, oh my goodness, we sent a message to Jesus, where is he? And about this time, Jesus came. So Mary and Martha went to go greet him. And Mary and Martha was like, Jesus, why weren't you here? You could have saved my brother. You're the savior, you could have saved him. And then in John 11, 25 and 26, he said this, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even if they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. So by that scripture, he's saying, just have some faith. So everyone's mourning Lazarus. He was loved. And Jesus saw how much he was loved and he was missed. So he went and he told them, didn't I tell you if you have faith that no one will die, even if they do die, they can come back. 
So the people didn't understand. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but you are the son of God, which means you could have saved him from the beginning. So why are we going through all of this? Why is he we wrapped up and put in a tomb? There's no reason for that. So he's like, okay, okay. I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna prove it to you. Let's open up that tomb. And Mary and Martha are like, oh, Jesus. Um, so there's a problem with that. He's been in there for four days and the dude ain't breathing, which means, you know, when you die, you kind of start getting a little stinky. So for four days in a closed tomb, they're like, dude, it's gonna stank. And so there he's like, just, just have some faith. So the, Jesus prayed and he thanked God for all these blessings. And they went over and you wanna go open up the tomb. So they open up the tomb and guess what happened? Anybody know the story? Guess what happens? In John eleven forty three, he said, Lazarus, come out. Can y'all say it with me? Lazarus, come out. One more time, Lazarus, come out. And about that time, Lazarus came out of the tomb. It was a miracle. How can this happen? He, he was gone. He was dead. But it was a miraculous miracle. He was alive. And he came back from the death. Jesus had him come back. What a miracle. Thank you guys so much. Mary and Martha, you did a fantastic job helping me wrap up Lazarus. I thank you. You can go find your seats. And Lazarus, awesome. Coming back from the life after he was dead, that is unheard of. We appreciate that so much. That was a real, real miracle, right? I mean, someone coming back to life from the dead, like that is an amazing thing. And, you know, it was really crazy that, I gotta get this paper off me. Uh, <laughs> with, with Lazarus and Mary and Martha, you know, they were very, very, very saddened by the death of their brother. And they didn't realize that Jesus was doing something bigger and bolder with, with what he did. He didn't go right away and rush to them to heal him before he had passed away. Now, that brings us to what our bottom line is for this story. Our bottom line is the fact that whatever happens, remember how powerful God is, right? God is more powerful than anything out there. Sometimes things happen in life, right? Where things don't always go the way we want them to. We have family members that get sick, kind of Mary and Martha did. And we pray, and we pray, but nothing happens, right? They don't get healed, they pass away. We've all had that happen in our life. And no matter what happens, God is with us and God will help us show us, hold on to our hope and the light. That's what we ought to remember that God's in control. No matter what happens to us, whether we're going and playing hard, working really hard, our team makes the playoffs, we lose in the first round. You know, that stinks, you know? We have a really bad thunderstorm, knocks out all the lights in the house. We're scared hunting our blanket with a flashlight because we're scared. But God is with you in all those times. No matter what happens to us, God is always with us, always willing to be there for us no matter what. It's our hope. We've got to remember that we can trust him no matter what. Even if we don't see the reason why it's there, right? Like Mary and Martha, they could not understand, they couldn't fathom why Jesus didn't come right away to heal their, his friend. They couldn't fathom that 
Jesus had something more powerful and more meaningful to do for them to show the actual true power of God. The fact that God can do anything for us to show how powerful and how amazing he is. Okay, well, I want you to remember one thing in this story. Do you remember when they were kind of gathered, in the story, they were gathered around the tomb and they were sad. They were literally mourning the loss of Lazarus because they loved him. But do you remember the first thing Jesus said when he finally made it to the tomb? He said his name. He said specifically his name. He said, Lazarus, come out. Not like, oh, hey, dude, I got the message about come out. It was Lazarus, come out. Camp Wow, I want you to remember, Jesus knows every single one of you by name. You're not just another person. You are his child and he knows you by name individually. He knows you in and out. So when you're in a dark time and it doesn't feel like there's hope, you're sad, you're devastated, whatever it might be, just remember, there's always a light, even when you don't see it, Jesus is there and he knows your name and he says it all the time. Maybe we don't, maybe we don't hear it literally with our ears and we listen and we're like, you know, I don't, I don't hear Jesus talking to me. But let me just tell you, he's still there. And maybe even if you don't hear it, every single time you lift up your prayers to Jesus, he hears you and he is calling you by name. I want y'all to remember that any single time that you feel like there's no way out of this tunnel, I am the saddest, the deepest and darkest I've ever been. Jesus is always shining his light on you. He's offering love, peace, joy, and most importantly, hope. So listen for that hope, listen for that name. He is calling it all the time. Let us pray and we're gonna thank God for this amazing true story we heard today. God, thank you so much for our Bible, Lord. Thank you so much for this true story about Lazarus and Jesus. It reminds us that you are so powerful. You're so much more powerful than anything, even death. No one thought that there was even a possibility that this could happen. And you brought Lazarus back from the dead. It reminds us so much how precious life is. And no matter how dark and scary and impossible things may seem, we know that you are there and you are calling out our name. And we are here to listen, Lord. Just help us to remember that, to always just to kneel down and pray to you and listen for you to call out our name and lead us. And no matter what, to remember, there is a light there and his name is Jesus. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you guys for listening about our story from Hope. And we will see you guys later. You guys give it up for Miss Amanda and Mr. Carl. What an incredible message. My favorite part is that Jesus calls Lazarus out of the grave. And Jesus knows your name too. He calls you out of that darkness.